kind of upset the third host isn't here because I uh, thought of a good game. So. Punch him in the balls? No, no, no. I was going to play everyone's favorite new game, What's in Rob's Mouth, in which you place something in your mouth and we try to guess what it is. It is definitely not Omar's balls because he's not here. Right? It could be, yeah, it's a, like next time, be aware. I want you to have something in your recording room that you can place in your mouth so we can play everyone's new favorite game, What's in Rob's Mouth. Uh, and we can do that while listening to the Give Me Five podcast. Uh, well, in that case, it'll be episode 273, but this is episode 272, brought to you by the Give Me Five patrons. Oh. <laughs> you guys out there are so lucky this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> is the Give Me Five podcast. It's a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. It's a side A episode, which, well, I guess they're all side A episodes recently, but we're, it's going to be a little bit of a weird episode. Uh, we're short bit. of host, and we're going to do some fun stuff. So you'll see. Uh, we talk about pop culture, movies, TV shows, all of that stuff. And um, uh, my name is uh, Slimer. And, and I am joined by... Which one am I? Pick the name. It's your choice. Uh, well, um, let's see. You're not as pale as normal because you were just like on vacation, but um, we'll say I'm joined by Casper. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, and I'm also Jake, Jacob Marley is uh, not here. So uh, This week, we're going to talk about uh, Poker Face a little bit. Uh, it's a peacock show. Yeah, we show. are. Peacock show, possibly an NBC show. I'm not sure if it's actually on NBC proper, but it is on Peacock um, on Thursdays, which is nice. I, I really like. I, I kind of want to set up a website that set, that tells me what shows sh like show up on what day. It's getting a little hard to handle. Is it like knowing is it what is released that on certain days? Is on Peacock. <laughs> Sigh. And. I'm a Lockwood and should I say Lockwood and Co. or should I say Lockwood and Company? Well, see, that's and it, it's weird because that was what I I think I was talking to you about that. It it. Yep. I mean, I don't know if it's a if it's a British thing or if it's just like this show thing, but I think I asked you when you see an abbreviation, do you say the abbreviation or do you say what the abbreviation stands for? It kind of depends. I I feel like with Co, I kind of do it. But you use you, the you honestly say Co? Like if you see something that says uh, such and such company, I don't say it out loud. But like it that like okay, so I'm in my head when I really see that it's stuff like walking around like the English the England portion of like Epcot, mm -hmm. and you'll see the products or whatever. Like in my head, I read it as Co. But if I'm saying it, I probably would say company. Okay, yeah, because. Because I thought it was weird that that they throughout the show they call it Lockwood and Co. and not mm. Lockwood and Company. Yeah, but there's other ones like et cetera that I say et cetera. Mm -hmm. you know, say et, et, et 
whatever. <laughs> Can't even say it. But do you, do we uh, need to turn off the cameras? Because Omar's not here. I did it just because it saves problems. Um, problem. What else? And uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Brand yes. New game. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. Uh, so intrigued that we might spoil stuff, but yeah. We we probably will spoil a couple of things. Um, well, I mean, you you know that you know the deal by now, guys. We're we're gonna talk about stuff. If you haven't seen it or you hadn't you haven't uh, experienced it, read it, whatever. Use your own discretion. Come back later. Um, if you think these jackasses can't actually spoil anything for you because we talk we talk around stuff so often and we screw stuff up that you know it's fine. Go ahead and listen to it. <laughs> Otherwise. Come back later. Check it out. Everything we spoil is going to be wrong anyway. Probably. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Uh, So we usually start off talking about news, which we're going to do again. And you got to ride on the Tron ride at Disney. Are you allowed to talk about that? I I did, and yes. Yes, I believe so. Because, you know, people were filming it and stuff, but it's like, Jen. Um... You know, it's been so wait. Filmed. So I guess again, we're gonna play another new game. Will this make me vomit? Um, possibly. I mean, it's it. There's no, there's no inversion. There's no upside down anything. It's just a fast ride that goes up and down. Um, but it's it's very smooth. The problem is, okay. So I'll, I'll get into it here. Um, one. I do not recommend going to the park once this ride is opened and trying to get on this ride. I do not recommend going to the park and buying a lightning lane or um, the Genie Plus Pass or whatever the hell they call it. Um, I do not recommend buying the $25 uh, lightning pass for this ride. You're going to be disappointed. The ride itself is currently... The shortest ride at Disney. Really? Really. People used to make fun of Winnie the Pooh because Winnie the Pooh is the was the shortest ride in the park. I think it's like a minute minute twenty or something like that. It, it's really short, and people make fun of that ride. Tron is like a minute five, minute ten, something like that. It is not worth a two, three, four, five hour wait to ride this ride. I'll just that's, say that. Say that. That's definitely point. insane. Um, um it does have the whole Tron uh Tron mystique to it. Um the the pre ride show, they do the whole digitizing thing where they they scan you in to make it seem like you are now inside the grid. Um but there's really not there's really or maybe maybe there will be more but there wasn't a whole lot going on while we were there for the preview so one you you know a lot about having the shortest thing at disney so i do i do yes um this this is sorry true. i couldn't i couldn't have left that float out there it, it's uh, quite all right to i'm i'm actually disappointed by that because okay well in some ways i'm happy cuz if i'm only riding this thing for a minute and 5 seconds then that's less likely that I will vomit. Um, but I really kind of, this is one of those rides that I you know I've seen the Shanghai version and I wanted to go live in that world, not Shanghai, but the mm-hmm. Tron world. 
Now, and I will say... I love the soundtrack and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, they don't play any of the music. What? At least they didn't while we were there. Maybe that's something that they will add in later, but they did not play any of the music from the movie. Oh, man, that album is so good. Yeah, they did not play any of the music from the movie. That was another thing that we noticed. Um, they have two types of of um, chairs. Um, ride vehicles, basically. They have the light cycle, and then they have the... the um, handicap or ADA ADA appropriate sled basically. So it's it's like it it's like a sled with a lap bar. You sit in it, the outside look the sides look like the cycles, but it's basically a bench with a lap bar. Okay. You might you might be okay on the on the bench with the lap bar. If you do the ADA one, you might be alright. Um the light cycles suck. Really? Especially I think I know why because I watched the, I watched the video, the, especially the, I watched Jen's video for guys. <laughs> it is supremely uncomfortable on the boys. H- has that have they dropped again? Yes, they, like, they have somewhere up your near your pants or something. I I was not the only one who noticed that. We were we were there with two of her friends, and they both said the same thing. And we were talking to other people outside the ride, and they said the same thing. You got to be careful when you get on this thing because it will crush your nuts. Which is crazy. Again, it's this is a a redo or a Americanized version of the Shanghai one. So you right. think that they would have been like, what complaints have we had? Exactly. Shanghai. And then the yeah. other thing is, is that the the bike handles. Mm-hmm. basically they have you get on this bike and then you grab the handles and pull the handles to you and that kind of locks you in. That pulls everything. The 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 back and the handles are all connected. So you pull the handles in and then the back kind of sandwiches you in and it, it gotcha. scoots up to, to meet the back of your legs and whatnot. Slowly pulverizing your testicles. Exactly, exactly. And um, But the handles on this freaking light cycle are so aggressive. It's solid metal. And there's, like, ridges cut into the metal. So, like, I rode this ride for a minute and five seconds. And when I got off the ride, my hands were red. Because because the grooves are so aggressive. I was like, what the shit is this? It's like laser cut aluminum or steel or something. Yeah, and it was super uncomfortable to hold on to. Um, And like I said, the ride is, is... is really short. It's not... And the angle that they put you in feels like you want to be leaning forward, but if you do that, it hurts the shit out of your neck. Because you're leaning forward, which means you're looking up, which is not a natural position for your neck. So when you go around some of the turns, you get jostled a little bit, and it actually tweaked my neck, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. But then at that point, I realized that you can, you even though you've got the thing behind your back and it's locked you in, you can actually push back on the handles and sit up a little bit. So you don't have to lean all the way forward like I was doing at the beginning. However, pushing yourself up on the handles digs your hands into those, into those fucking cheese grater handles. And I'm like, what in the shit is going on? This is terrible. So I... 
I would not give the ride a very high grade. It, it was it was not a pleasant ride. It was super short. I certainly would not wait for any extended period of time in a queue to ride this ride. That is a shame. I wonder if the if the other one is longer because they had a very limited amount of space to put this one in. Right, this just took the place of the little rally cars, right? Little race cars. It's actually behind that. Oh, okay. So yeah, the race cars still exist. It they do. Yeah, it's actually behind that. The one good thing about this ride is that they actually they actually enclosed some of the ride and they put a roof over the externalized portion of the ride, which means this ride can continue when it's when it's storming. Gotcha. So this will be one of the rides that that continues to operate when there's when there's um thunderstorms in the area. For all of you that need someone something to do for a minute and 5 seconds. Yes. Well, and I mean, it'll be much longer than a minute and five seconds because you'll have to wait in line for like four hours and you'll have to wait in line in the outside queue in the rain. But, you know, whatever. Gotcha. So, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you go. There's your your Disney theme park fan uh, thing. Uh, uh, review. So I'm going to talk about two things that are going to probably annoy you. Mm-hmm. So this will actually be three things in a row that's going, going to annoy you. Um, I'm going to start off because you are the movie theater goer. Okay. Um, have you seen what AMC theaters is going to do other than what I wrote down on the notes? I have not. I don't know anything about it. Okay. AMC theaters, which I'm a regal person, but I'm assuming this will eventually happen there too. Uh, AMC theaters is going to start and do, uh, they're going to start charging you more for better seats. Oh, you know what? I did hear something about this. Yeah. Now, of course, they're not charging you less for crappy seats. You're Actually, paying. they are. If you have a special pass, I believe. The, the, the article that I read said that there is a standard seat price, and this also, this also does not apply before 4 p.m. Af- before 4 p.m., it's all, standard, it's all just regular pricing like normal. After 4 p.m. is when this new pricing take, takes effect. But there, there is a standard price, which is like all of the normal seats. Um, then they have the premium price for the seats that are in the middle, um, and I, I think like halfway up or whatever. The the basically the really good seats in the theater. Yeah. Um, there's a premium price for those, and then there's a below standard price for those seats down in the front that nobody wants to fucking use. Yeah, but I think so. If if you are currently paying, we'll say twelve dollars for a ticket. For any seats, the lower ones are actually still twelve dollars. They actually just upcharge, unless you are a member of AMC Stubs, at which point the lower ones give you a two dollar discount. Oh, that's that's not what the article that I read said. The article yeah. that I read specifically said that the seats up front are marked lower than the standard pricing. Gotcha. So the the, the article I read was today from um, Hollywood Reporter. Okay, but um. So that's where they started talking about the various loyalty programs. Um, I don't know what I feel about this at all. I mean, they're trying to get people back into theaters, and even though it's yeah, it's a dollar here, a dollar there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much weirdness. Like I pick my seat for because of so that Alicia can stretch her one leg out because she had the in, the injury and she mm-hmm. needs to put it in an aisle way. So that puts us in a very limited amount of spaces, amount of seats for her to be comfortable. 
Um, and of course, she's not going to sit in like a handicap seat because that's taking away from someone that actually might need it. Right. Um, so there's that aspect of it, and just I, I don't know. What do you feel? You go to movies more than me in the theater. Is, um, that, is that will that deter you, or are you gonna is, is are you gonna do it more like well, this movie I think of as being a premium, so I'll pay for IMAX, or I'll pay for the better seats, or I'll pay for 3D, that kind of thing. Uh I mean, honestly, it 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 really depends on how much the markup is. If it's if it's a couple of bucks, I mean, I, inflation. I mean, that's kind of what I consider it. Um, and it also depends on where the seat locations are. If it's all the middle seats in the theater, I I mean, it'll annoy me. But the I, I have really cut back on my movie going since COVID. Um, I I'm to the point now where I'm only going to see. Only going to see well, I I mean I would say that I'm only going to see movies that I think deserve to be seen in the theater, but that's not entirely true. I'm just looking for movies that I want to see, and and part of the problem is is that I'm not actually coming across because I stream everything. I'm not really on TV. I I don't watch cable anymore. I don't I I don't seek out movie trailers unless I know about them. So there's there's shit out there that that's coming out that. I mean, like, just today I was on Instagram and I saw I saw a preview for a movie that I'm like, oh shit, that's coming out next uh, next month? I'm like, I haven't heard anything about this. And it's probably just because I haven't been in the right places to see it. But there's a movie called 65 that's like, a, I guess, a uh, uh, interplanetary movie where they land on a planet and they're trying to find a new place to settle. And it has dinosaurs and shit. And it looks like it, it looks like it'd be pretty good. But, I, I mean, I haven't seen or heard anything about it. There's been so many movies recently that I'll see the trailer for. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's awesome. That could get me to the theater. Then it'll be, like, only on Netflix. Oh. Yep. Well. Like I the, think one they're I still trying that, to like, figure out the whole streaming slash theater experience. Yeah. Now, Paramount did do this thing where they, they teamed up with AMC recently. So when that 80 for Brady movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, well, last week, you know, a bunch of um, – I guess what they determined is that um, older people, that's definitely the target market, and you know those movies come out periodically. And they determined that older people with their fixed budgets are actually able to, you know, they're they're more sensitive about this type of thing, like like prices. So they actually released that movie at a cheaper price. I don't know the exact number. I think it was like nine bucks on average. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the other movies that came out this weekend, like the the other one was the M Night Shyamalan movie, hmm. uh, Knock at the Cabin, I think. Um, oh, so okay. both those came out. Significantly more people saw the Tom Brady movie. Because it was, you know, nine bucks, but the M Night Shyamalan well, I, movie. But again, ended I'm up not. With more money. I'm not sure how much of that is because the movie itself was cheaper, and how much of that is because it was it was a movie that actually looked like it might be funny and that people might actually want to see. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that every single person that saw that movie was either in Tampa or New England. That's it. <laughs> like, like. In New England, you could have walked into any house and just stolen whatever you want because everyone was seeing that movie that weekend. Because hell's no. Possibly. Uh, and, the, of course, the other big entertainment news, and this is all you know, being sorted out when it comes to the, the streaming stuff that you just mentioned, uh, networks, network, eh, Netflix password sharing. Um, Netflix, of course, when they first... I don't know if you remember this, but you know, of course, Netflix. You knew this. They would ship you the movie, and then they mm-hmm. switched it to streaming, 
And it was right around the time that me and you had had conversations about like wanting a digital copy that we actually own versus something that had to be streamed. But back then it was kind of more of a thing where it was streaming was very un, un uh, it, half the time it would freeze and all this stuff. Now it's a little bit better. Yeah, buffering and all that. Yeah, shit. buffering and and then you're like, well, what if this company go? It was uh, ultraviolet, I think. Like, what if this company goes out of business? Which actually, I think it did. Yeah. It um, did. And, and now all of a sudden, you don't the rights to all of your digital copies, the stuff that you actually only paid there. extra for. Yeah. Um, although they all did actually go to um, movie something. Uh, I have it on my phone, but whatever. So there's that whole thing now. Of course, Netflix had this whole thing where they were they switched to streaming and they did all sorts of advertisements about password sharing, and almost everyone has a password sharing. Um, so of course they are now do, trying to get rid of password sharing. They tested it out in Central America and South America mm-hmm. on having basically your one home base, which you have to check into. Uh, I can tell you as someone that uses software that has a home base that you have to check into, it's a fucking nightmare hmm. because when I, you know, when I leave work sometimes it, it's every two weeks I have to check in to this certain software mm-hmm. and sometimes I might forget because it's a weird thing to do, and then you get home and you try to. I try to do work, and I can't because my license is out. So that's fun, but um, so you have your your home base, and you have to check into it. Kind of that's they. I think that they were fishing to see what Americans would say about that, mm-hmm. because they they got leaked in a new press release that didn't really look like it was a leak. It seemed very official, and then when everyone freaked out and people started canceling Netflix left and right, they rescinded that. And I understand that Netflix wants to make its money. I just don't know. I don't know the real answer here. Although I have one in my the back of my mind. Um, you know, it, it's if I buy, for example, just a good one. If I buy Netflix or I get Netflix, and then my kid eventually goes off to college, I think that he should be able to use my Netflix account. And I understand that's different than cable, but streaming mm-hmm. is different than cable anyway. Right. Um, and not have to come home to reset it or get some special code or call their their customer service thing because his account gets locked if he doesn't do that. Uh, they say that there's over 100 million households that are sharing accounts. And it says, uh, this is the... Uh, I believe it. Cheng Yi Long. Is the person? Uh, I guess she's the director of product innovation, mm-hmm. impacting our ability to invest in great new TV and films. I get that, and I want people to get paid. Yeah. I want people to. I want creatives to be able to do that, and I want, for example, shows like um, Warrior Nun to be able to get other seasons because they're flush with cash. Totally right. get it. But I think people use streaming because it's easier. And this is adding another layer between it, and I see a Fair lot enough. of people that are like, well, I'll just go back to pirating. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with, with things going the way that they're going, um, inflation going up, uh, cost of living is getting out of control. Um, I I definitely see people moving more towards the the pirating and and getting stuff illegally now i mean eventually they may crack down on that and and that could end up costing people more in the long run um i mean i i mean i i my my family has my netflix account 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of it as well. But, but it's not I'm guilty. Also, it's It was allowed. I mean, they literally I, said, well, hey, but, share your but, password. But also, I'm not one of those people who's going to cancel my Netflix because of it. Um, if they determine that that, you know, in order to share... I need to pay an additional fee as long as it's not exorbitant. I mean, if it's if I'm having uh, to pay a complete second, um, it know, looks complete... like the lowest one is it would be about seven ninety nine. It's not like an extra fee. It's like if you want to share, you need to have this tier, and it's seven dollars ninety nine cents more expensive than the right. And I I don't even one. know what the monthly fee is right now. I think it's like twenty something or something like that. Maybe I don't know, but you know whatever. If it if it's that you know I have to pay an extra fee to do it. Fine. I mean, they're entitled to their money. I, I'm not going to hold that against them. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be like, no. If I can't get it for free, I'm going to cancel. No. That. I mean, that's <coughs> honestly, that's not right. It's it's their service. They're entitled to collect the to collect what they should be charging for it. And if I'm getting it at a discounted price, then it's a decent deal for me and my family. And and I don't have a problem with that. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's going to cancel mine because of the, because of the tier price or whatever to allow the sharing of my password. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't help that they, that they, uh, announced this at the time that they were, uh, also announcing that they had like massive profits this quarter too. Fair. But I've... Like we we made twenty eight billion dollars or something. <laughs> I forget the exact number. I'm bad with remembering that, but um, but yeah. But I'm, by the I'm by the same stuff. token, I also don't feel that they're that they're gouging either. So I mean, it's not it, it if it were something that I felt like they were gouging me for, I absolutely I'd be like, you know what, this really isn't worth it. I I don't have a problem saying that either. But mm-hmm. but there, there's other things I want to know about. Like for example, mm-hmm. I watch at work. It, does that I mean? Is that my going laptop. to count as a right? It's my laptop, so technically that comes home. But mm-hmm. my desktop at work, I'm not dragging that home to to log in every two weeks, right? Um. So my thought was one of my thoughts was you know definitely limit the amount of password shares. Like you get one external that can be that, but that one can't they make some other money back by making that one um have commercials? You know, people, some people like – like, I don't care about commercials. They don't bother me at all. Um, I was – you know, I was in the industry, so I'm always kind of interested in it. The, and and that's that's an interesting point. Um, is it is it possible for them – like, could you, could you say, okay, this is my home base. This is my address. Any device that visits this address is considered me. Can they tell – can they tell whether or not a device is accessing it from my home address? Well, that's where the check-in comes in. You have to check in your devices at your home. So, like, if I say I watch on my phone on my lunch mm-hmm. break, that's fine because I my phone will automatically check in every, you know, every day technically. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's a de- if I watch at my desk at work, that computer is never going to be at my house, as far as the security department of my school um, will know. Uh, that computer's never going to be at my house. <laughs> um, so, like, but could that one be like, okay, you get one roving account, and that, you know, so if someone's sharing with their uh, brother, sister, grandparents, etc., children, that one that roving account is obviously going to get used up, but 
maybe that one roving account does have the advertisement backing. And right. if you want to get out of that, that's when you pay that extra seven ninety nine. Like, yeah, sure, you can share with grandma. Right. And well, and that's what I'm saying. Can they can they tell where a device is accessing the the system from? And if it's not accessing it from your home network, you have to watch commercials. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's uh, it they actually announced it in Canada like I think yesterday, mm-hmm. and then they said sometime in the next month, and then literally sw- hit the switch, and all these people were like freaking out and putting up pictures of like you know I tried to watch my Netflix account and my my mother in law happened to log in before me, so now it thinks that my mother in law's house is the home base, even though it's actually my account. <laughs> like, mm. so it's gonna be a mess. I mean, this stuff always tends to. Because of, you know, everyone's going to be pissed off, and then, like, the final season of Stranger Things is going to come out, and everyone's going to be like, yay. Yay. But, yeah. We'll see. You know, if it if it leads to better content, cool. I'll get an account for seven ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, hell. But, but if, I have to, I, if I have to sit on freaking hold for Netflix while trying to watch a movie because I forgot to activate something, I'm going to be pissed. Fair uh, Yes. Did you find a Florida story? Um, I, not really. I mean, there was okay. there was one that I came across where a dude um won seven marathons in seven days on seven continents, and I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Until I found out that he actually paid forty five thousand dollars to join a quote unquote marathon club or whatever, where they actually fly you around, and it's specifically for doing these seven marathons on seven continents, and it's like they sponsored it, so he's basically racing against the same people in every continent. It's it's uh it's like catered or whatever, not catered, but you know they they basically pack you up, they fly you there, they take you there, they let you run, you rest, you check, you you get some food or whatever, you get back on the plane, you go to the next one. They're speci- it's it's an event where they're basically taking you to each marathon and you're racing against the same people. So it, it, it lost forty thousand dollars just for marathon bragging rights. Yeah, forty five thousand dollars. And so it lost some of the cool the cool aspect of it, you know, if he as you know, if he were doing it himself instead of this being a a guided tour kind of thing. I get chafing just walking around Universal Studios for like a few hours. I can only imagine the amount of chafing doing seven marathons like seven different continents. Mhm. We give you. That's that's going to be impressive. So, well, Florida guy, uh if you had $45,000 to spend, that's, I guess, a great way to spend it if you are you. Um, looking forward to seeing your car with, like, the, the marathon number stickers on the back of it hmm. as I drive around. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's talk about stuff. All right. Um, I'll, I'll jump in real quick and touch briefly on a new video game that was just released. It. The official release date is actually today, uh, February 10th. It's um, it's a new game from Port Key Studios called Hogwarts Legacy. And it's basically Hogwarts in the 1800s. And you play a wizard. It's a single-player game. I, I think they kind of missed the boat, being being that they had an opportunity to do a, a multiplayer game. Um, it would have involved... The, it would have been a little bit more involved, but it's it's... It's really a fun game. I mean, I I haven't played it myself yet. I have bought it. I've downloaded it, but I've been, but I've been watching a friend play because um, I haven't had the time to invest in it yet. 
And um, so I've been watching my friend play on and off. He's really enjoying it. Um, the battle system seems pretty fluid. Uh, seems fairly easy to grasp. The game itself is beautiful. And the the backgrounds and the details for the environment are spot on. Like, he was he was walking around the school initially, Hogwarts, and he was going into different rooms, and I'm like, oh, holy crap, holy cow, this is the Defense Against the Dark Arts room. I mean, you can actually oh, cool. recognize the locations as you walk into the rooms and stuff. It's it's really neat. Um, is, it, uh, is it multiplayer? It is not. It is not. It is single player only. Um, but like he, he went into another area and I saw a ladder and I'm like, Oh, does that ladder go to the divination classroom? And he walked up it and sure enough, it was, I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome. So it's very detailed in how they've, how they've done out the environment and everything. Um, the game is, is absolutely gorgeous. The, the, and like I said, the gameplay seems fluid. I haven't played it myself yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start playing it probably this. You week get to again. you get to make your own character. Obviously, is it like yes. have yeah. like a full like, and you can customize yeah. the way they look and stuff. So I cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably gonna pick it up this weekend, and I will get back to you on how the gameplay is for me. I totally want to turn myself into a cat. Like uh, I know Hermione is not in this, but I love Hermione as a cat. Cat Miney? Yes. She's adorable. Excellent. Interesting. Um, I think I will talk about uh, uh, Poker Face. Yeah, Poker Face a little bit. Yes, Poker Face is interesting. And I watched it because I really enjoy Glass Onion. And, okay. Uh, and uh, the first one, uh, what is it called? God damn it. Uh, Knives Out. Uh, and it is created by the same person. It's a Ryan Johnson show. Um, I don't believe he writes every episode, but he is definitely one. You can tell he's definitely on the on the the mystery thing, and you could also tell it specifically because there are so many celebrities on the show, and some of them are celebrities like, oh, okay, that's awesome, like people that you see pure, like in premiere type things, like Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. Where like usually, if you see Joseph Gordon Levitt in something, it's going to be kind of good. It's either going to be a small movie that's pretty good or a big action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got that, but like the, the main characters, um, are, uh, it's on Netflix, by the way, it's, um, started coming out on January, uh, I'm sorry, it's not on Netflix. I just said that it's, it's on Peacock and it is coming out weekly, started on January 26th. So they're on episode like six or something. Okay. Uh, starring Natasha Leone, of course, from Russian Doll, American Pie, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she's basically playing Natasha Leone, you know, the, the thick New York, <laughs> New York accent. Um, complete, like, uh, hot mess situation. Uh, Benjamin Bratt and Adri- uh, Adrian Brody? Um, that's not what I meant to write. Uh, is it Adrian Brody? The, the dude, the guy that won the Academy Award for... I believe uh, so, that. yes. Yeah, okay. I think I wrote it like Girl Adrian, and it messed me up. But, like, it, it's a procedural, and basically she is a... Um, the main character, Natasha Leon, she has the ability to determine if someone is lying. Okay. And she's, as a result, she was living in Las Vegas and something happened that she was able to determine that someone was killed. So she's on the run. And she's on the run from a, I guess, not really a mafia hitman, but a casino hitman who's played by Benjamin Bratt. 
and the owner of the casino is, is Brody. Um, so that's like the overall story. But as she's going around the country, she is solving crimes because she can just by talking to people. Okay. Now, uh, it's kind of interesting in the fact that, you know, like she'll know who did it, but she, has, but you can't just go to the police and be like, yeah, you know, I've got this magical power that I can determine when someone's lying and this person's lying. I don't have any proof, but just trust me. Like, so she actually has to find the clues and stuff. And that's where I, that's kind of why I got into this because after watching Glass Onion, I'm like, oh, you know what? I really like these kind of clue based whodunit kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how I got into it. Um, the just the guest, like as you know, Ryan Johnson is able to get all these massive stars and semi-massive stars, um, people that you might not have seen in other things. Uh, Simon Helberg, I'm sure you know that who that is, right? I know the name. I I can't picture him. Or he's uh he's Wallowitz from uh Gotcha Big Bang Big Bang Theory. Yep. Yeah, and like he plays like uh, I think an FBI agent or a, maybe a lesser. Uh, government organization but like but like it's weird seeing him without the bowl cut to be honest i'm like sitting there looking i'm like and then he started talking i'm like oh yeah okay uh like so these are just in, on one-off episodes um chloe Sevigny, judith light who i judith light is from what growing pains uh i think no uh who's the boss okay yeah so Ju- judith light's in it ron perlman ellen barkin isn't it um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I already mentioned, Tim Meadows, Tim Blake Nelson, who uh, most recently you saw Tim Blake Nelson in – he was in the uh, episode of that uh, Cabinet of Curiosities with the storage unit. He was the one that was like the disenfranchised like military guy. Okay. Um, so great star, actor basically. of that one episode. Yeah, like the, like the great – he's great in that. Yeah. Um, Louis Guzman, Nick Nolte, which I haven't gotten to those two yet. But so it's very entertaining. It's a little bit weird, and it might just be because I'm still trying to figure out, and I kind of almost need to watch the first two episodes again because it took me a while to figure out what they were doing because, like, usually 30 to 45 minutes of the episode is the crime itself, and you don't see her at all. Okay. So, like, they'll show, like, this whole thing, this whole setup, and they'll introduce the characters, and then something will happen, and it's, you know, they do this whole thing, and they get to the murder, and then... It's streaming, so and it, well, I'm doing it with whatever the paid the one with commercials. So technically, it cuts to commercial, and it comes back, and then you realize that she was likely there all the time. So like, so for example, one of the episodes, you know, she's she's running across the country, so she's getting little jobs here and there. So one of them, she's like, gets a job working at a, a smoke like a barbecue place in Texas, and the whole crime is the fact that one of the one of the people has decided that he doesn't feel it's right to be selling meat anymore because he had a dream. And so he decides that he wants out of the, the smoker of the barbecue thing, okay. um, which offends me, by the way. Yeah. If you make perfectly good barbecue stuff, That's a you stay and do it. That's against humanity, yeah. and you probably deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, like, you have to figure out, is it his partner that tried to kill him? Is it so on and so forth? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Then you find out, oh, well, she was working at a, as a waitress at the place for that couple weeks, and then each episode is kind of like that. So while it is interesting and they have that kind of weird spacing where like you know, 35 minutes to 45 minutes you don't see the main character, and then all of a sudden you do, um, she's also one of the most unlucky people in the world because you know, I've watched six episodes, I think, and in six episodes, every time she goes somewhere, someone dies. 
She's like, like the angel of death. Yeah. Like, but if you can get past that, it's actually kind of fun and interesting because the crime is never what you think it is. Um, okay. It's not quite as, like, you know, like I've complained about this, like SVU, which I don't watch, but the first person they arrest and harass is never the person that actually did something wrong. Like, you know, they'll, right. they'll arrest her and the chick will be like, you're a fucking pervert and you did this and I hate you and you should be put in jail forever. And the guys, then you find out afterwards that the guy's like, no, I just liked her and I sent her an email once and then she said no and I left. But you never get, <laughs> like, and then you find out who the real person that did it was. Right. Um, or you get the, the double mind fuck where they, they accuse them and then they clear them and then find out later that it was them. Or that they were doing something completely worse. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, so you sent the email to your coworker from your sex dungeon. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not what you're asking about. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. Uh, the acting is really good, all of these characters. I, I, the, the episode with Chloe Sevigny or Sevigny or whatever her name is, is like a rock – it's a heavy metal episode where she's like playing this, this person from a heavy metal band that had one huge hit. And it turned out that – her drummer wrote the song and then left the band, so he gets all the royalties. So everyone thinks that they're rich and they're really not. Mm-hmm. And then they hire this guy who's like super hy- hyperactive, like, yeah, man, rock and roll, woo, like all the time. He's like younger and he ends mm-hmm. up writing their next big hit. And they're like, oh, fuck, we're not going to, like, how do we get rid of this guy? And before the song comes out, and like, but the problem is it's definitely, you can tell that the person that wrote it only knew heavy metal from watching other movies about heavy metal. Because a lot of the stuff that happens in that particular episode is like, no, that's not the way that works. Very cliche. Probably. Yeah, especially like the drummer. Like, he is so over the top that he would have been kicked out. Of, he wouldn't have, well, first of all, he gets the job sight unseen just by like talking to this girl. We're about to go on tour. Oh, yeah, I'm a drummer. Okay, do you want to join us? Like, that's not the way that works. Yeah. Um, especially when you're, you know, or from a fairly big band, and, you know, I don't know. But I try to think of the – the one thing I really like is that the the crimes aren't always straightforward, mm-hmm. um, and there are some fun twists. The other things I don't like is the crimes aren't always straightforward and involve – the solutions involve a lot of uh, reaches. Logic. Yeah, you'd be like, well, I think this person did that because of this, like – you know, and you're like, I think this person did that because they really enjoy cookies. And it's like, well, everyone really enjoys cookies. Yeah. That's a fake one, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I think, you know, it's something that's going to be out there on Peacock for a while. I don't know if it's getting a second season. It's one of those that a lot of people are like, oh, it's, you know, if this wasn't only, yeah, it is only on streaming, actually, because I remember someone sent, I read an article that was like, if it wasn't only on streaming, this would be the hit of the season. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I find myself interested every time a new episode comes out. So okay. that's poker face. My 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 poker face. So. Excellent. And now, well, I think I'll uh, I'll take us into uh, the the other topic for tonight, and that is going to be Lockwood and Company, or as they say in the show, Lockwood and Co. Go 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 ghosts. Go 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 ghosts. I was that. That soundbite. It it was released January twenty seventh of this year. It's on Netflix. It does star Ruby Stokes, Cameron Chapman, Ali Haji Heshmati, 
Ivano Jeremiah, Jack Bandiera, Rihanna Doris, Patty Holland. Synopsis is a tiny startup run by two teenage boys and a newly arrived, supremely psychically gifted girl, a renegade trio destined to unravel a mystery that will change the course of history. I, I mean, actually, I, I really loved this show. Uh, Jen really got into it as well, and we enjoyed, you know, watching it together. The show has a has a really strong supernatural vibe. Have you seen the show Supernatural? I have uh, not yet, but I want to. I just know that it's going to be a very long trip. There's, there's I... fifteen seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, I I actually when when the show first came out, I really got into it. I loved the show. The show was very well done. Um, as it got, as it got older, I kind of lost interest and then I came back a little bit and then I went away again. I think I came back around like season eight or nine and then kind of drifted off again. Um, but I, I've always enjoyed the show. Um, I, I struggled to figure out how to, how to describe this show differing from Supernatural because it is, it is different. Um, but I struggled trying to figure out how to say how this show was different without saying that it was geared for a younger crowd. Does that make sense? Because while, while I do think that it was more appropriate for a younger crowd, and it does in fact have a younger cat, well, you know, maybe it's not, maybe they're not that much younger than when Supernatural actually started like 30 years ago. Um, the, uh, I, I don't actually feel that the show was aimed at kids um, or a significantly younger crowd, if that makes sense. I, I think the best way that I can that I can describe it is that it's it's like supernatural, but has more overarching. It's more overarching story driven, um, less episodic. You know how a lot of episodes of Supernatural are like their own kind of like contained stories. Each each yeah. show is is like a separate thing, kind of like Star Trek. You know, episodic where each episode this, is its own this story. one is the uh, Bigfoot type episode. Right. This one's right. So it's, the show is less episodic. That each of the shows are connected and they continue the story. Um, now, as as Supernatural went on, it did kind of have overarching themes, but it still had those little episodic episodes. Um, but I will say that this show is less dark. Um, there, there were tense moments, but there was a lot less of the suspense horror vibe than what Supernatural was capable of putting out. Okay. Does that, am I making any sense here? Yeah, you are. It, um, okay. I'm, I'm still early, so I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I'm, I'm, uh just past the part where she's talking to the the ghost in the lantern like okay. that episode okay um which i loved by the way that like well i loved it because of dresden files and one right. of you know my favorite bob my favorite yeah one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. um for you out there that don't know dresden files bob is a talking skull yes love dresden files. um so there's that uh so the things i did see there were some dark moments like the with the the wedding ring and the the ghost like following the wedding ring and trying to like kill the girl and stuff like that, right? Um, but it, but even with that, you didn't get the same like suspense horror vibe that you do in in some in a lot of the supernatural episodes. Mm-hmm. 
it's interesting that the ghost, if a ghost touches you, right, you die. Yes. I think that's, so, and they, they kind of show that in the opening credits. Yes. But the, they're the still show, very lighthearted about everything, and it's like, right, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the show actually takes place in London in an alternate reality where there was some kind of event that precipitated a mass influx of ghosts that basically plagued the living world. Um, they had they had a huge spike in deaths. The living people couldn't couldn't cope with dealing with the ghosts because the ghosts could just basically kill them. And what they discovered was they eventually they discovered ways to combat the ghosts, and and they used spiritually gifted youngsters to combat them. Um, and they explained that the reason children are used is because they're their spiritual gifts where they can see or hear or or speak to the ghosts fade as they grow closer to adulthood until at one point their talents are just completely gone altogether and they're just as helpless as any of the other adults and they can't really do anything. So they have like this this curfew that's instituted where, you know, adults aren't supposed to go out because there's ghosts roaming the streets. And so they use these youngsters in like teams to try and combat the ghosts and get rid of the ghosts and find like they're really um the the really paranormal areas and they send in these teams to to combat the ghosts and eliminate them or contain them or you know control them and you know they're linked to their sources and whatnot um and the uh the the main character is a uh is a supremely gifted young quote-unquote listener so she can hear entities she can feel them and her mom basically sells her into slavery and there's this mishap with her team, and the entire team is killed, and the drunken adult chaperone kind of covers it up and blames it on her. So she runs away, she goes to London, and that's where she meets these two guys with this uh, startup company. And th- then the story just kind of takes off. So, I mean, if you like stories involving um, involving the supernatural, I would definitely recommend this series. It's well-written, it's well-acted. I mean, I wanted to binge the whole thing, but since we were watching it together, we kind of parsed out the episodes a little bit. We watched a couple, you know, each night, like two or three episodes each night. But, um, and I know that you're partway through it, and Um, you're enjoying it as well, I take it. I am. I'm partway through it because I've decided that I, I, when I, if something I I really like, I'm going to bounce around to different styles of show so I don't get over, especially with sci-fi stuff recently, I don't want to get, like, overwhelmed. So I'll watch like a thirty-minute comedy, and then I'll watch a couple episodes of the Ghost Show, and then I'll go to bed, or you know, I kind of split it up. The ghosts in this are kind of interesting. They remind me a lot of one of the go- like the way they look. They remind me of two things. One, one of the ghosts in the haunted mansion. I think it's the bride because of the way the eyes are like way brighter than the rest of it. Okay. Uh, and also, any of the ghosts that you would see on one of those DVDs that you project on your house for Halloween. Yes. They look a lot like that. Yeah. Um, in fact, the bride I was talking about looks a lot like the one that I project on my house every Halloween. So mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of – I. so I like that. Um, ghosts, like, legit freak me out, um, which we'll talk about later. But um, these I, – I enjoyed this, you know, like I – you know, as much as I not as much I enjoyed uh, Honey of Hill House and stuff better, but so I think that's good. I I do like the characters. It definitely has a British feel to it. Um, yes, yeah, it really does. You know, and one in the way, obviously the way they talk, but just the there's something about, and I've tried to explain this, and I don't know if I do a good job. So I tried to tell you this on the phone the other day. 
like when I watch shows that are that are made for Britain in Britain, BBC, all that stuff, especially Doctor Who and stuff, people have this like weird politeness where they seem okay with stuff that in America people would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like they just seem to be accepting of stuff. And the example I gave you is there was like a Doctor Who episode where there was something weird with the cabinet. And Doctor Who appears in the kids' room, like a little kids' room, and the mom is like, oh, hi, I didn't know you were in here. It's like, there's a stranger that you don't know in your child's room at night. And Why you're okay you? with this. Yeah. And, like, I see that a lot with the way people interact on this show. Which, and it's, again, not a bad thing. It's just, it's very, it just reminds me that I'm watching a show from England when, like, when the girl first shows up at the mansion to try to get the job, and she's like, oh, well, I'm not on the list, and... And just the way they're reacting to her is just – it has a slightly British, like, I'm going to be polite but also impolite at the same time mm-hmm. to this person that's randomly at my house. and It's kind of interesting. Um, but I do enjoy it. It's been – I know it was uh, number one. It was, it's been out for a couple weeks. Yeah, it came out the 27th. Yeah. So I'm not sure how well – I'm not sure how well it's doing. It looks like it's been in the top ten, but when I was looking that up today, um, I didn't uh, – I didn't see it in the top ten currently, but that was looking at worldwide, so maybe that's different. Hmm. But I enjoy it. Um, I you've watched the whole thing, so does it end on a? I'm assuming it ends on a some sort of cliffhanger in hopes that there'll be a season two. Um, you well, <laughs> yes, it it does end well. It ends it it ends right before they reveal one of the big questions of of season one. Which is, um, you know, what's uh, what's behind the door on the landing? Okay, yeah, that's what I'm very. I'm, that's what the the ghost was trying to say, and I'm I'm very excited yeah. to find out that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you you don't find out what's behind the door on the landing. He decides uh. to tell them. He takes them up there and he opens the door, and that's where the season ends. Oh, really? And it's like you motherfuckers. Well, the way Netflix goes, we're never going to find out. Exactly. Yeah. Th- this this series will be canceled next week, even though it's number one for like seventeen weeks or some shit. Right. I just saw that uh, Wednesday is climbing back up the charts. Is it really? Yeah. So it's been out for over ninety days, and it's actually back in the top ten on Netflix. It did get a season two. Excellent. I am one hundred percent convinced that it's climbing up the chart because that right now is the thing that all of the kids are doing. That dance that she does. Like I'm gonna dance, dance, dance with my hands, hands, hands. Whatever it is. But like my kid does it. All of his little buddies do it. They were doing it at his birthday party. I see it when I go to pick him up at school. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm kind of convinced that everyone's watching it again with their kids realizing that, well, there's not anything that's too bad. And there's like a lot of YouTube videos like doing like you know, telling the story of it. And I know they're kind of in my kids' like rotation, where I'm like, just why are you watching a video about a show? Of course, we do a podcast about shows, but mm-hmm. why are you watching a video about a show rather than just watching the actual show? And like, we're right. thinking about letting him start to watch it. And I'm convinced that it's like that second round of like, well, there's going to be a season two now, so let's uh, yeah, let the kids. Watch. Uh, interesting thing that somebody that I that I actually just kind of wandered across while I was looking at stuff today. Um, interesting theory. They they had a question that uh, whether or not um, um, the shapeshifter character was still alive. Because mm. in the beginning of the episode, Lurch's eyes are blue, 
but at the at the or at the beginning of the series, at the end of the series, when they're driving when they're driving Wednesday home, Lurch's eyes are gray. Oh, so they were they were like, could this mean that that the shape shifting uh, principle is still alive? I don't know that she is. It seemed like it was kind of a final thing, and it seemed like it was something that you know she wasn't really going to get away from. But mm-hmm. it was an interesting theory. Could just be that the he the actor forgot to put the contacts in, but yeah, I mean you were right on the flower theory. So the one from uh, Last of Us. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So like, ooh, there he said it. Yep. Well, we're gonna do a different thing now. Uh, and now for work. something completely different. Yeah, we are the Gimme Five Podcast. Uh, we have been doing, uh, well, I believe the actual number is 333 episodes, even though this is episode 272. We have done 333 episodes, which means we have done almost 333 top five lists. So occasionally it gets very hard, especially when it's horror-related. I'm about to die because I've got two small house hippopotamuses in my in my office, and one of them just farted. And I'm, pr- <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that... They, I will be speaking uh, with your spirit shortly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a ghost because it smells like someone ate a dead rhinoceros's asshole in here. Um, I don't know which one of the cute ones. I think it's the little one, but whew, like wise water. Yeah, um, she's really good at that. I don't think you've met that one, but no, not yet. She's quite flatulent. It's adorable and horrifying. Uh, anyway. So we are going to do a little bit something a little bit different because it is hard coming up with top five lists all the time, and especially when it comes to horror and ghosts because we have Octobers where we do a lot of that stuff, and we can't mm-hmm. just you know, can't be like favorite ghost story. Well, we can, but like you know, what's your scariest ghost? So we've done that kind of thing. So, and there's also a lot of those things. So we are going to do something a little bit different, and we're going to do five questions instead of. A top five list. Now, how do you want to do this? Do you want to each take turn answering each question, or do you want to answer the five questions and then have the other person answer? Uh, let's each let's just each take turns answering like question okay. one and then question two. Um, we will of course try to be short because you know we'll see some of these works, are so. probably going to be yes or no questions, so they should be short. Yeah. Um, but the questions that we posed to each it's other about as ghosts, well as, by the way. What's that? It's about ghosts because of... Uh, yes, because of Lockwood & Co. Lockwood. Company. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I did that on purpose, by the way. Um, so the questions that we pose to each other, as well as as well as well our patrons... By the way, you can become a Give Me 5 patron. Just go to uh, patreon.com slash Give Me 5 podcast. For $5, you can join up and you can get an invite to our Discord where we talk about all the stuff that we're watching. We have discussions about all kinds of stuff, actually. Um, but you'll get early access to the top five list. You can get birthday birthday lists about you on your birthday. Um, the current conversations in the patron chat are uh, the new Oreo-flavored Oreos, which are delicious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, super rich, though. I can eat one, and that's then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Uh, I can only eat one rich also, and then I'm full. <laughs> a, a whole rich, wow. Um we got Oreos, uh, toys is a conversation in there always. We always have pictures of, of new action figures collectors. and such. Yeah, and then uh, there's also some conversations going on about uh, beer festivals. 
and mm-hmm. going to brunch with one of our patrons. So that's the current conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, bring on the ghostesses. So our first question is, do you believe in ghosts slash the supernatural? <sighs> that's actually hard for me. That's harder than than that. I'm going to currently say no. Okay. And I and just specifically because I am I am scared of that stuff in general. So I watch a lot of videos and things like that and almost everything that I've ever seen throughout my life has almost immediately been been debunked. Okay. Um so but also I've had experiences in my life that I I cannot explain and I know it wasn't just a YouTube trick. So. Mhm. So. And uh, it's I'm it's a no like- asterisk. I'm actually going to go the opposite way and say emphatically yes. Yes, I do. Yes. 100%. My wife is literally on a ghost tour right now in New Orleans Excellent. and I I because I'm saying that I told like I told her I'm like have fun, don't bring anything home with you. Mm-hmm. I really don't need like a murderous New Orleans ghost. Exactly. So, um so our second question is is have you ever seen a spook, specter, or a ghost? We're ready to believe you. Which is where it come, becomes weird, me saying I don't believe in it. But the one short story I can give is one time I was riding my bike home from from uh, probably when we used to live in the same neighborhood. But I was riding up my street, probably from your side of the world. And I had one of those giant uh, Arizona iced tea cans that was... Uh, um, like empty so and i accidentally mm-hmm. dropped it and it landed and it was so it was completely empty it was a big can it landed as i was going full speed on my bike completely upright just boom like that so of mm-hmm. course me being a high school dude kid at the time i was like and it landed right on one of the sewer grates in the middle of the road like the round one and i was like got there and all my friends were there i'm like holy crap did you see that my that can just landed and i we looked back and we saw something drop the can again like in the dark hmm. kind of part of the street. So the can I don't know what caused it. I have no idea. There was no one there. It was nighttime. And we went back and the can like we saw all of us saw the can fall out of the air and it was about 3 houses down the street. So I have no idea. So either some sort of I found a portal to another world that only accepts Arizona iced tea cans. There you go. Or it's a ghost. So it sounds like the answer to your first question was you don't want to, but you admit it's possible. Yeah, that's probably correct. Okay. Like, I don't currently believe in anything like that, but if I saw something that made me believe it, I I just, it would kind of ruin my my world. (laughs) Right. And and you also answered the next question, which was care to share your experience. Oh, so there we go. um, So I guess uh, same for you. So, have I ever seen a spook, specter, or a ghost? It's it's hard to claim that. Um, I have not seen anything... Um, with the naked eye, if that makes sense. Um, I have had sensations and had feelings and, and I don't, without getting too much into it, um, 
I, I did was, have an experience. Was I standing next to you very close when you're having sensations and feelings? Possibly. Possibly. Um, I, I, I won't go too far into it because it's, it's not something that I'll, that I, that I really want to talk about in, in public. I mean, it, it, it may be something that would be for a patron only episode, but, um, I, I feel weird kind of talking about this stuff just because I do believe in it. And there are so many people who do not, and I just don't want them to think that I'm, you know, blowing smoke up their ass. Um, but I, you know, I, I have ventured to St. Augustine multiple times. It's one of the most haunted cities in America. Um, I did have an experience there where I didn't see anything physically with my eyes, but, um, more of like an energy kind of thing. Um, and you know, if you're rolling your eyes, the story's probably not for you, but, um, in that sense, yes, yes, I do believe that I have seen and encountered um, a spirit or entity. Yes. Nice. And I know the story, which I won't say it, but, mm-hmm. and I am not rolling my eyes and believe it. Yeah. I, I shared it with you. And actually one of our, one of our patrons was there that night. Uh, Scott was actually there with me that night when it happened. Um, was and- he touching you in an uncomfortable way when this happened? He was touching me, but not in an uncomfortable way. Okay, that's fair. Oh, yeah. So um, he he experienced the same thing I did, and when I told him what my experience was, you know, he, he experienced the same situation, and when I told him what my experience was, he was he was kind of, he was kind of uh, creeped out. You know, he said he got chills. He's like, all right, um, you know, we can, we can kind of move on, and... Um, it was it it was a interesting experience. I haven't really encountered anything like that since, but I also haven't put in the effort. So it, I mean, like anything, I think it's uh, something that you work out. So or yeah. that you. I, I had a roommate that had some encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, she also used to grace us with songs every so often <laughs> on, the, on, on the show. And I would if we do this patron thing, maybe I will get her to talk about that as well because hers actually seemed very believable as well and that would be awesome i'd love to hear some of that and she had she had a a someone a one that was watching over her and she had a, she always had a feeling that there was something bad in a place that she lived in an old building she lived in in college mm-hmm. and something good and then when the experience that when she realized that there was the good the good was like i'm keeping the bad away from you and to the point of where she actually in i don't know if she was dreaming this had it whatever but she had conversations so kind of interesting and i believe her because she's not one of those to you know there was no i there was no reason to she wasn't trying to impress me or anything you know she lived with me for like two years three years so it's not like you all of a sudden decide aha so anyway so if these stories are something that that our patrons would like to hear reach out to us and let us know and we will definitely look into doing a a patron episode where we can go in a little bit more depth with some of these stories yeah because we don't want anyone to be like, "Oh, these idiots believe in ghosts," and yeah, they they're supposed they have careers, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next question is actually, what is your favorite ghost story? And I know Ooh. that's really hard because I was going over some of them, and I'm like, "Fuck, that one was really good too." Man, that one was good. Oh shit, that one was good too. Yeah. One that was really freaky because when you did that, you lean back in your chair, 
and then the camera froze. Like you leaned back in your chair and the camera froze, and then all of a sudden you were sitting forward, but there was no process of you going from back to forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite ghost stories in general, there's the, the one that always got me was the hitchhiker that wants to go to a house, and when they turn around, the person's not in the car anymore. But Okay. Um, that's like all in general, the one, but the, the, if you want to broaden this out, I always love the ghost, the misunderstood ghost that's actually kind of trying to solve their murder or try to let some is angry and trying to let someone know that something happened to them, but it's just a misunderstanding because of the full scary thing. So any of those type of ghost stories where there's like a ghost trying to lead someone to their body or to something, I, I get wrapped up in those stories like all the time. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um, I I went a little bit more um, in depth, I think, okay. um, because I actually went. You're gonna have to hurry up because I'm going to die. The dog just farted again, and this one I heard. Oh God! It was um, a squeak. <laughs> I actually went a little bit more in depth, and I had um, um, one of the ones that came to mind was the the Dresden Files story, where he was actually a ghost for the entire story. Ah, nice. Okay. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. I liked called, that wasn't one. Wasn't it called Ghost? <laughs> um, ghost Story. It was called Ghost Story, wasn't it? Well, I think it was Ghost Story, yes. Yeah. Um, but the the other one that jumped immediately to mind was The Sixth Sense. Yep. Loved that story. M. Night Shyam- most definitely M. Night Shyamalan's best movie. Mm-hmm. Um and something that he continued to try to recreate throughout his career that I don't know that he's actually gotten back to. But, you know, then, of course, there were others like Ghostbusters and Poltergeist and, you know, just just all kinds of, like, classic stories. ruined me. What's that? Poltergeist ruined me. Yeah. Actually, Beetle the ghost juice. story thing ruined me, too, because one of the, the things that they talk about a lot in that is the fact that he knows he's a ghost because he, he doesn't realize just how much pain he is in, like all the time until he becomes not a ghost anymore mm-hmm. where like just the general aches and pains of getting old. And now every time I wake up in the morning, I think about that when I'm like, Oh, what the, why does that hurt? Like, Oh yeah. Cause it, I'm not dead. I'm not a ghost. Yeah. And like, you know, like, and you normally don't feel those kind of things, but now it's like, like right now my toe is throbbing. I have no idea what my, my toe is throbbing mm. uh, and my sinuses are on fire for certain reasons. Dog. So, so yeah, so I would, I would have to go with, um, Ghost Story from the Dresden Files or, like, The Sixth Sense. Those are two that really stood out to me. Okay. Um, but then, if you go a little bit more recent, you've also got The Haunting of Hill House, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, our final question is, if the opportunity for an encounter arose, would you be intrigued and take it, or would you be frightened and say no? Uh, I think I whenever... I would actually be I would absolutely be intrigued and take it. I am Really? A, okay. I am complete and utter dumbass about that kind of stuff. Like I'm a complete a complete and utter dumbass about like what's in that abandoned building? And Oh, you're that guy. You're the yeah. guy I'm screaming at in the in the uh at the, in the theater going, "Don't go in there." Yeah, you like dumbass. As long as I know there's not like, you know, like meth addicts with sh- like rusty razor blades trying to kill me in there. I'm always like, I would always kind of wander into places and look around and see what's going on. You're... And whenever I go someplace, I immediately look for the ghost tour. Nice. Um, so I have not done so a ghost tour you... in Orlando yet. 
are you the mom from Child's Play who, when Chucky spins his head around and talks to her for the first time and then rolls under the couch, instead of running out of the apartment screaming, she gets down on her hands and knees and stuffs her face under the couch? Is that you? No, I'm not that dumb. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I keep a respe- I keep a respectful distance from anything that may or may not harm me. Like, let's put it this way: if I'm at a concert, this is not ghost related. But if I'm at a concert, there's the mosh pit. There's the people on the outside of the mosh pit, and then there's where the crowd gets a a little bit more dispersed. I'm in that part where I can still see what's going on, but I don't need to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So I might not go completely. Uh, I mean, if it's a building, I kind of have to go completely into it, but. I might just peek through the door, see what's going on. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna go in there and like you know, walk light a Bible, Mr. light Ghost. a Bible on fire. Be like, well, this place looks spooky. Let's uh, light up some candles and draw a uh, pentagram on the floor and see what happens. Do a seance and bring a Ouija board. Yeah, and see, and see. I good thing I I've got my vat of goat's I am, blood. I believe enough that I'm never going to fuck with a Ouija board. I will not do that. Yeah, there's not one of those in my house either. That is not something that will happen. <laughs> and if you bring one to my house, I will throw you out. There, one of my friends won one in like a a uh, Santa, the Secret Santa thing, or like one where you just pick a number and then you get it, and like mm-hmm. it kept on ending up back with them because like they kept on trying to trade it away, and then it ended up. Like, I'm going to trade this for the iPod. And then it just kept on ending up back with that person. And that person was, like, legit not happy about it. It wasn't just, like, I don't want a Ouija board. I already have one. It was, like, I don't want this fucking thing. And I can't throw it away because then it's going to be, like, it's one of the, you, throw, you throw it away and you wake up the next minute and it's, like, in your house I, already. I absolutely would have left it at the host's house. <laughs> and then you'd wake up and it'd be in your house already. Like, And there would be a child sitting there with, a can, like, a bright blood red candle burning like doing the Ouija board and you wouldn't know who the child is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, who are you? <laughs> so. And then they open their mouth and it's just this primal scream. <laughs> like an inward scream. No. Be like, nope, I no longer live here. I'm moving. <laughs> they look like that blonde chick from, uh, from Grimm. That's like, remember her? You watched Grimm, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Like the blonde one that like her her cheeks would get all sunken <laughs> when she turned into like the demon thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, Addy. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. If there was an opportunity, it. yes, I would take it. Yeah, we got to do the Orlando ghost one of the Orlando ghost tours. I know Definitely. there's not that much spooky in Orlando, but kind of want to do that. Did Did you know that there's a horror bar in Orlando? Uh, well, for me, all bars are horror bars. Because well, no, it's it's horror themed. It's like um, like monster themed and whatnot. Ooh, Scott and I have talked about going to it when he's here, but we haven't actually made it because you have to like Is make it? reservations and reserve tables and shit. Yeah, interesting. I could do that. There's also a horror uh, store that's off. Yeah, well, I haven't been there yet either. It's like you're the Best Buy on Fifty, but it's like all horror like stuff, like classic horror stuff. So. I think that's it. We did it. We did. Omar, what's our contact information? Ah, that works as well as usual. <laughs> Excellent. So you can uh, check uh, the Gibby 5 podcast. First of all, if you like what you heard here 
and you don't want us to send ghosts to you, uh, go and like and subscribe and review to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, you can check us out. Gimme5podcast.com has all of this information I'm about to say, so you can check that out. But um, we also have stuff on Facebook. Uh, just search for the Gimme 5 Podcast. F-I-V-E is how you spell five. If you got this far on the podcast, you might need to know that. Because, you know, we're doofuses. Um, and, of course, if you have awesome ghost stories, I would love to uh, hear them. And we will read we them. We really would like to hear them, honestly. Yeah. Send them in. Yeah. Convince me. Uh, you can send those in at gimme5podcast at gmail.com. Um, and I believe our f- our voicemail-only phone number is on the website, which is usually for the patrons. But um, if you uh, want to partake... You can check that out and let us know, and you'll get to hear yourself on a podcast. So, ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Well, that's going to do it for us for tonight, guys. So remember, like I always say, do not go where the path may lead. Instead, go where there is no path and leave your dookie there. Yeah. Do it down.